0: In the morning. Also known as Yog Monster from Space, this film is a classic Japanese sci-fi monster movie in the vein of Godzilla, Mothra, Gamera, etc. Alien space creatures hitch a ride on an unmanned space probe and head for Earth. Crash landing on an inhabited island, the parasitic forms take over and enlarge three local creatures, a squid, Gizora, a crab, Ganimes. And a snapping turtle. Kamiobus. I'm Corey, And I'm Paul. And we are the B-Movie, B-Movie Bros. Herbie, B-Movie's the best of our ability. Sometimes we get off topic, but randomness is a gift. So here we are, the week three of Kaiju
1: Month. Here again for the third or fourth or whatever it, time. It's third, I checked. Okay. I did my homework.
0: And it's the third week! So we, you it's know... What you heard was the Amazon Prime description for the movie Space Amoeba from 1970. So, let's just dive right into this shit with our technical difficulties top and bottom three. Paul, since it's your birthday month, I'll let you go first. Alright,
1: let's start with the top three. Number three, the story was about aliens using some virus goo thing to turn living beings into giant monsters with super strength, and it which, is, which meant that... Basically, anything and everything could be a kaiju if it was infected, and that was a pretty cool idea and it was fairly well implemented. Number two, the monsters show up pretty early in the film and they kept coming relatively frequently. The humans were basically just there so that the monsters had something to either eat or chase after, which is kind of how these movies should be. And number one, so spoiler. The final fight in this film is between a giant turtle and a giant crab and it was just awesome. And it ends with the giant turtle dragging the giant crab into a volcano with them. It was it was uh, one of the better kaiju fights I've seen. Yeah, one that like did not use superpowers of any kind. It was just like who's the more badass monster. And this time monsters were killed with a volcano without them flying into it like Rodan. So for me,
0: number three, the special effects of this movie for being 1970 are actually really great between the blue sma- base smoke and the, sp- the practical effects. It all looks really cool. I liked it. Number two, something not very common in kaiju movies that I've seen, the humans actually devise clever and useful ways to fight off and actually kill the kaijus themselves. Like they, you know, normally it's just kind of like one like miracle thing, but no, this time they're like set the fucker on fire and they do. And it works like like
1: they're actually defeatable by humans. And that's, you know, kind of different. They weren't the dumbest people in a kaiju film, which is, you know, not great praise, but still praise. Um, but they weren't, like, super special magic
0: scientists, like the creator of the Oxygen Destroyer! (laughs) The bubble machine of death. From Gojira. You know, they were just like, we're on an island with, like, these people, and we don't have many resources. Can we do this? And yeah, they can. I've got a gun, I'll shoot its eyes at And then number one... There's more than one kaiju in this film. You've got the squid, the crab, and the turtle, which all look amazing... And you know they just destroy shit and fight, and it's awesome. I love it. And like you said, the the final battle between the uh, the crab and the turtle is actually one of the better kaiju fights that um, you know I've I've witnessed.
1: Yeah, if the movie had kept going, I wonder what other creatures would have been kaijuized. Would have been interesting to see giant starfish. Kelp monster. A giant sea sponge. F- we have, like, SpongeBob, like, coming in, like, a giant SpongeBob going and fighting. i say a fish with legs. Three-eyed fish. Well, you've ta what, uh, what's good here. What about the bottom three, Paul? All right, number three, since there wasn't a main kaiju monster in this film, basically anything could be a kaiju if it got infected, There was none to really root for. I mean, I was rooting for the turtle, but, you know, there was no main kaiju, so, you know, it was kind of, I guess, take your pick. There were no good guys or bad guys or even neutral. They were just kind of fighting, which, you know, I'm not really sure the, I don't think the aliens were controlling them, so I'm not really sure what their plan was just to, like, make them destroy shit. It's not the worst plan. It's kind of just like yeah. kaiju roulette. Like, make stuff big and see what works. Yeah, I mean, I definitely wasn't going to be rooting for the humans. And speaking of which, so, like you said, the humans in this were more intelligent than usual, but there were some pretty dumb ones. Like, the ones that decided to go scuba diving for a giant squid and attacked it with a harpoon. I, I don't know why they thought that would work, and it, it didn't. And... The, well, the dumb ones, luckily, like, died out pretty early, but I feel like, um, yeah, they they kind of, like, dumbed, dumbed things down in the beginning. It wasn't until later that the um, other ones decided, hey, let's do something smart, like, use a gun to shoot out its eyes. Use many boxes of gasoline to set it on fire. There was a widespread on this um, intelligence curve. And number one... So there's this big plot point they start talking about using bats to uh, fight the giant monsters because apparently they're, like, afraid of bats or something like that. It was really I'm, weird. I missed it. But then the bats end up dying, so that doesn't really go anywhere, and I, I couldn't help thinking, why would you introduce this in the first place if you weren't going to do anything? In fact, there are scenes where they're like, oh, look, the bats, and you don't actually see them because I don't think they actually made any giant bats. They made, like, bigger than average bats, but nothing gigantic, and I'm like, well, why then? Why why talk about bats if you're not gonna use them? That was kind of dumb. So, for me, number
0: three, the space amoeba speaks. Like, it's the main villain of the movie, and most of the time it just kind of, like, inhabits other creatures, makes them big, and destroys shit. But then, like, three quarters of the way through the movie... It starts talking, like, in the brain of, you know, something that it... Some person that it, you know, possesses. And I'm like, well, that's dumb. And then he encounters other people. And his mouth, like, opens and just kind of, like, stays open. And you hear the voice that used to be in his head, but it's talking to other people now. And I'm like, well, that's really fucking stupid. Yeah. And it just kind of ruined, like, the villain for me, because... You know, just this this space amoeba that was infecting and and making things big and destructible um, was was pretty cool. But then when you give it a voice and it's kind of like over-explaining, like a fucking Bond villain. I'm going to do this, and blah, 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 and I'm like, can I escape from this death trap somehow? And I'm like, oh wait, I'm watching the movie.
1: And it it's spoken that typical like evil alien like voice, where it's like. You will be assimilated. You will follow our directions and destroy the earthlings. It was very like robotic and non-emotional, very no, you know, non-amoeba-like. Yeah. Well I don't know maybe that's how amoebas talk. I I'm not an expert. So, so number not two. An anthropologist. Spoiler alert
0: if as if we haven't said that already. And as if Paul hasn't told you this, where the fuck did the volcano come from? (laughs) All of a sudden, like, the turtle and the crab are like, against each other, and then they fall into a fucking volcano. I'm like, we've been on this island for the last hour and a half, and no one has mentioned a volcano. I've heard about bats and aliens and fucking harpooning squids and witch doctors and all this other shit that's supposed to be killing people
1: And then there's a volcano! Why did we not use the volcano in the first place? I mean, it is an island. It's it's reasonable that there'd be a volcano on it. But they never mentioned it. For them going there, for the people to be
0: going there for scientific reasons, and to put a resort here and get all these beautiful pictures and shit of the island, to never mention, hey, let's take pictures of the volcano, or hmm, we need to make sure that this volcano is stable so our island resort doesn't get, you know, drowned in lava.
1: Plot point? I mean, I, I think maybe, like, they were expect. like, at one point, they're fighting a giant, I think it was a giant crab, and it just kind of jumps off a cliff. So I think they're just thinking, well, these things will kill themselves, so, you know, let's if just, there's a volcano, they'll find it. Let's just put a
0: volcano here. <laughs> Uh, we'll help even, like, you. in the background, like, there was never evidence of a volcano that I saw. No, like, Smoking Mountain, nothing. But anyway, number number one, like most kaiju movies of the period, the majority of the movie, albeit less than most kaiju movies of the period, the majority of it is nothing happening. It's people talking, people walking, people searching... People discussing ways to fight the kaiju. And there are just times when it's not revolving around the kaiju. Or like I said, when they're discussing going to this island and taking pictures and they're going to build a resort. It all is just kind of like, I don't care. Get on to the giant monster. Especially when you introduce the monster at ten minutes in the movie. As it like sinks a ship or kills people or whatever it did at the beginning of the movie. And then for the next half hour, there's nothing. And then, you know, you throw the kaiju back in and they just start destroying shit, which is awesome. And then you go back to, like, this witch doctor is trying to put a curse on you. Why? Nobody cares. Is he a giant squid? Is he a crab? No. No. Get him out of here. But, uh, yeah, just so much downtime in the film that I kind of, like I said, I... I
1: missed whenever they started talking about or figuring out the whole
0: bats or what the monsters are scared of.
1: Yeah, that kind of came out of nowhere. It's like, we learned how to control the bats. How? It's like, well, we can use them to, to use them to scare the monsters. Wait, what? Like, this is random. And then nothing happens with it. They dropped a plot point to go, hey, look, a volcano. (laughs) No, Abato, don't do it.
0: Well, like most kaiju films, the uh, the dialogue and the quotes are contextual, so it's really not cut out for a good old-fashioned quote war. War, war. So unfortunately, we're not going to have one this week. So it's time for our final take. And remember, friends, our final take is a shot scale. Our shot scale is a reverse scale, 1 to 10, 1 being the best, 10 being the worst. How many shots do you need to get through this film? I gave it a 4 out of 10. I also gave it a 4 out of 10. Kaiju. More than one kaiju. And the ability of people to actually fight them? I mean, that's what the movie's all about. The special effects look awesome. The kaiju look fantastic. There is a storyline, but we really don't need it. It's just good
1: old-fashioned monster mayhem with a little too much downtime. So in general, kaiju films, outside of the Godzilla-verse and the Gamera-verse, they tend not to be great. Usually, they consist of giant fill in the blank just wrecking shit for like maybe 10 minutes of the movie, and the rest of the hour, 10 minutes, featuring the human characters talking about the basically explaining the plot and talking about the creature destroying things. However, Space Amoeba was somewhat unique in its approach and much more entertaining than your average run of the mill kaiju film an evil race of aliens sends a virus goo thing to earth which turns things that are infected by it into giant monsters with super strength this created a wide range of monsters including giant turtles crabs squids and allegedly bats um all of which were ready and waiting to fight each other and anything that crossed their path the fighting was entertaining the monsters and the effects looked pretty good for the 1970s and There was a fair amount of the fighting, like, which is always nice. There were some issues with the film, like plot points being dropped and monsters jumping off cliffs or falling into random volcanoes. But, you know, Space Amoeba definitely ranks above your average uh, attack of the giant whatever movie, so... i I definitely recommend it. Well, in case someone
0: really really didn't like this movie or just wants to have a little bit of extra fun here are your ways to drink away this flick drink away this flick so come on and grab your drink let's drink away this flick we'll give some drink games for this movie but remember friends drink responsibly number one every time kudo is taking pictures take a drink number two every time they mention helio 7 take a drink number three whenever you see the space amoeba's blue smoke form take a drink Number four, anytime you see the ocean, take a drink. And number five, of course, because it's Kaiju Month, every time you hear a kaiju's name,
1: take a drink. Every time someone is angry for some reason, take a drink. Every time someone fires a gun, take a drink. Every time Asian Moses threatens the main characters, take a drink. And every time the locals perform some kind of ritual, take a drink. And those are your ways to drink away this flick. If you have any thoughts about this movie or anything else B-Movie related, you can leave us comment either iTunes or SoundCloud. You can also email us at gmail.com like us on Facebook at facebook.com-bmoverbros, follow us on Twitter at bmoverrose, or my personal Twitter at bmovipaul. You can check out all our other content, including reviews, interviews, and chats, and our website bmoverrose.com, where we have new shows each week. If you want to help support the show, consider donating to our PayPal or Patreon accounts. Links provided below. We've come
0: to the end of week three, so let's rank the movies we've seen so far. Uh, number three... For me, was Varen the unbelievable because we were talking last night about some things, and I literally forgot that we had watched that movie. Paul mentioned Varen in some conversation, and I was like, "I was like, what are you talking about? Who's Varin?" And, exactly. And he, you know, he was like that the 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 movie we watched last week. I was like, "Oh shit, I forgot about that one." Uh, number two, Monster from Green Hell, because at least I can remember that that movie is all about giant wasps. And number one, Space Amoeba. It was actually entertaining, and although a bit boring at times, I actually enjoyed watching it.
1: Number three, I put Monster from Green Hell. It was just so boring and hard to get through that not even the ridiculous wasps could really make up for it. Number two was Varan the Unbelievable. Wasn't good, but there's a version of it that's better, so there's that, I guess. And number one, Space Amiibo, which was I was pleasantly surprised with. I genuinely enjoyed it, and it had some pretty cool stuff in it. Seeing as how
0: next week is the final week for January, and it is Paul's birthday in the next few days, yeah. we'll be watching a movie that I know Paul's been wanting to see, and it's a kaiju film to boot. We'll be taking a look at the 2016 film, Shin Godzilla.
1: Directed by Hideki Anno, the creator of Neon Genesis Evangelion, so this could go in a lot of different directions. So until next time, friends, be brave, be alive, and be back for more.